series that we started a few weeks ago now called For Pete's Sake. For Pete's Sake. Can I just say how fun it was listening to some of you try to clap that beat? (laughs) Bless your hearts. All right. That's all right. That was was great. I'm so proud of you. All right. Uh, So this morning... (laughs) What, what we've been doing, we have been taking a look at the, basically, the, the, the last week of Jesus' life, uh, the last few hours of Jesus' life, really. But we've done it in a unique way where we, we've tried to take it through the eyes of Simon Peter, the disciple. And uh, it's, it's been rather unique uh, to take a look at these stories through the eyes of Peter, because interestingly enough, uh, there were some moments that Peter had in this final week that were pretty significant that, in all honesty, we can relate to and we can, I think, understand ourselves. Certainly, God can speak to us as we take a look at these stories involving this particular disciple. And uh, this morning... I'd like to share a message from John 13, and we're going to start in verse 1. And I've entitled this message, Take Up the Towel. Take Up the Towel. This is, we're actually kind of rewinding a little bit from where we left off last week, if you'll allow me to do that. And there's a moment here where Jesus does something uh, that uh, is, is very, very, very amazing for him to do, considering his position. He washed the disciples' feet. If you're from down south, he washed the disciples' feet. Okay, oh, there we go. Now revival is hitting. He, wa- he washed the disciples' feet. And there's a lesson here, especially, especially when Jesus gets to Peter and starts to wash his feet. So I want to show you, uh, I want to show you some really neat stuff from this passage. If you're able to, would you stand with me in honor of God's word as we read this together? I'm in the New International Version, and let's take a look at this together. Starting in verse 1, John chapter 13. Say amen if you're there. If you don't have it, you can look on the screen, okay? It was just before the Passover festival, and Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Can I just pause here? I almost did a sermon just on that phrase. He loved them to the end. And church, let me tell you, he will love you to the end. He will not stop loving you. If you feel unloved, Jesus would beg to differ because he loves you with a love that just never, ever, ever ends. And I love that phrase. He loved them to the end. But let's continue, okay? Let's go to verse 2. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. 
Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. And then Lord, then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And, and Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I'm going to read verse 17 again. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I'm not returning to all of you. I know those whom I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the passage of Scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I'm telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Look at verse 20. Very truly, I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Lord Jesus, would you speak to us today? (laughs) Speak to us, I pray. Your word's already anointed, so we don't have to pray for that. But God, I pray that you would anoint the delivery and the reception of your word. And God, change us today. Make us different than when we came in here. Make us different than when we started listening today. And Lord, we'll give you praise and glory for what you do. And it's in your name we pray, and we all said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Take up the towel. Now, some of you are scared right now that I'm going to have a foot washing service here. We're not going to do that today. Probably never here. I, I, I hate feet. Anybody with me? Man, I don't like feet. I don't. Those of you who go on vacation and you're on the beach and you take a picture of your toes, you know, I don't want to see that, okay? And I don't want anyone touching my feet, okay? It's like second base, okay? That, that just, blah, I just know. That just, no, 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 okay? So now, some, I know, I, here come the emails. And just like, hey, I was in a foot washing service. That's great, okay? I'm not mocking that. I just don't like feet, okay? So... I probably should have saved that for my therapist, but here we are right now on Sunday morning. (laughs) So no, we're not going to have a foot washing service here today. There is an image that Jesus is creating 
by going through this with his disciples in the last hours of his life, especially. And as I look at this, and obviously Peter is included in this, as I look at this, I am seeing that there are some really important statements that I believe we should make as followers of Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to look at today. I want to look at some very important statements that if I consider myself a follower of Jesus Christ, if I consider myself a disciple of Jesus Christ, there are some statements that I should make with a confidence that we can pull from this passage here today. And I would guess that if not all three, at least one of these statements will speak to you as we look at this together. Let me share the first one with you. You ready? The first one is this. I am called. I am called. I'm not called to be no preacher. I'm not saying you got to be a preacher. The world has a lot of those. (laughs) Maybe too many. Uh, uh, You as a follower of Jesus have a calling. Did you know that? See, if you, if you think that your purpose in life is to accept Jesus as your Savior, try to do good things, and hopefully make it to heaven when you die, that is not God's plan for you. Not one follower of Jesus Christ in this place does that fit his plan for you. He has a specific calling and purpose and plan for each and every per- person in this room and those that are watching us online here today. Take a look at verse 20. I'm going to actually start at the end of our text today and we're going to go backwards, okay? Verse 20 says this, Very truly I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. That's an extremely powerful statement for Jesus to make. Because what he is saying, in fact, there is scripture. Uh, Paul said this, that we are ambassadors of Christ Jesus. We are Christ's ambassadors. Those of you who are old school Assembly of God people, you're ready to break out in that old song that the youth groups used to sing back in the, what is that, Paul in 1920s? Whatever that was. And so, <laughs> so that was just so, that was so good. And just so quick. And that's what I do. Here we go. Okay. Repent. Here we go. All right. Sorry. Um, so, so Jesus is saying, and, and how many of you know, nobody had a higher standing than Jesus Christ. Can we say amen to that? Okay. So what Jesus is saying is that, I, having the highest standing, I have given every one of my followers a calling of a high calling and a high standing. In other words, Jesus is saying, I, now seated at the right hand of the Father, I am sending you as a follower of me and You are my representative. Catch this. 
You are Christ's representative. How well are we representing Jesus Christ today? When people receive us, they receive him. When they accept us, they accept him. If they reject us, they should be rejecting him. Are we truly ambassadors, representatives of Jesus Christ? (laughs) When I was a youth pastor and we would go to youth convention, I would give this warning. Uh, I would say, don't do anything that would hurt the reputation of our youth group or God. And I think that's actually a good way of thinking every day for us. You have been placed where you are at. Your job, your campus, your neighborhood, the place that you live, where you interact, your circle of friends. You have been placed there. Not because it was the cheapest place you could get. Not because you had this dazzling resume. Sure, all those things are great. But God has sent you there as his representative. And I don't know about you, but we have a world that desperately needs the church to grasp this calling. More than ever. Church, right now, we have people whom we have elected. We have people whose pay grade is much higher than any of ours debating what the definition of a woman is. Huh? Hey, hey, pastor, don't be, don't be judgmental. We're woke. We're not woke. The Bible is not woke. If you really want to be awakened, then do things according to the scriptures. Folks, do you know that during the pandemic, at the height of it, and whether you believe it's still going on, and I know people have been touched by it, but at the height of it, suicides and overdose numbers right here in Northeast Ohio skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. In fact, right now, in our nation, there is a mental health epidemic for students aged 12 to 17 where they are saying that more than one in five of every student between the age of 12 and 17, maybe more, they have in the last year or they are currently experiencing a major episode of depression. Major. What's the answer? We need more money. We need more education. We are the poorest, rich, dumbest, smart people on the planet. All of those things do not fix it. Now, if anything I'm saying to you is upsetting, well, I don't apologize because 
It's the truth. This world needs Jesus. That's what this world needs. Students need to know that there's an answer. It's Jesus Christ. People at the, at the end of their rope, people that are willing to give up everything, need to know that Jesus Christ gives you something worth living for. When, when our, our experts are confused by basic things, we just need to turn to the Word of God and say, this is what God's Word says. It's been true for years. It will be true forever. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you and I have been sent as a calling, as ambassadors, representatives of Jesus with this message. Amen. Oh, well, will you take that calling seriously? What, what, please, well, I think that's for the preachers. I can't reach everybody you can. I can't. I can't. Students, I can't get into your school during class. They'll arrest me for that. Believe me, I know. No, I don't know that. <laughs> Just that one time. But I can't crash into your workplace. God's placed you there. God has placed you there. Well, I don't have all the fancy words. We don't need fancy words. Here's, here's your script. You ready? I was once lost, now I'm found. I was once this way, but Jesus has made a difference in my life, and now I'm this way. I was once a jerk, now I'm not a jerk. I used to be fearful, now I'm not fearful anymore. I used to be this. You know what that's called? A testimony. And if you know Jesus, you've got a testimony today. You probably have more than one And you've been sent as an ambassador. You have been called. Will you embrace the calling that Jesus has for each and every one of us here today? Secondly today, the second statement is this one. I am content. I'm content. Now, 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 Jesus does something here that he had no business doing. Uh, washing feet was not a duty that was reserved for the person with the highest standing. Take a look at starting in verse 12 and going to verse 17 and see how this plays out. It says, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightfully so, for that is what I am. What's that? His high standing. Correct? Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. In other words, he's saying none of you are above this. Say none of you are above this. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Remember that calling? Remember that calling? I've sent you to be my ambassador. But now that you know these things, you'll be blessed. 
if you do them. You know what Jesus is saying? With, we got this backdrop now of this calling that we've identified here. And Jesus, Jesus is saying, the only people that really qualify to do great things for the kingdom of God are the people that will gladly humble themselves and be a servant. Let me put it to you this way. If God has called you to do something high, go low. Jesus, his standing is high. His rank is high. His name is higher than any others. Therefore, by ordinary standards of this world, a person of that high standard should be the one getting served. Don't miss this. Instead, he contradicts the thoughts of this world and the thoughts of what servanthood really is. You know what? There are some pastors that need to understand this. I don't need you to hold my Bible for me, by the way. I got it. Oh, oh, the man of God shouldn't hold it. I, I, I'm good. I put my legs on, my, 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 my pants on, my legs. <laughs> Guess I should show you something. No. And the children screamed. But I put my pants on one leg at a time like everybody else. So I, I am not, I am, I will not be the celebrity untouchable person. I am a regular guy. I'm a regular guy. So I don't need a fancy parking space. Brownies are good, but, but <laughs> it's getting tense. I had to lighten it up a little bit here. I hear what I'm saying, though. We, we, we have people who are in, quote, ministry, and they're doing roles in the church, and they think that they are above serving other people. And Jesus is telling his disciples, quite frankly, nobody has a higher standing than I do. And I am sending you as my ambassadors, but if you really want to be my ambassador, then you need to follow my example because the one, not only with the highest standing in the room, but the highest standing in the universe was willing to wash your cruddy feet. And you should be willing to do the same. If we ever think that we are above a certain type of ministry, God help us. We have no longer become content in the work of God. We want to be celebrities. Church, I've, I've spoken to groups for a long time now. I have spoken to big groups. And I've been the special speaker where there was a group of six in fact, my band and me, when we traveled there, we outnumbered the people I was preaching to. It's happened. Okay. 
I, I did an event, a, a, a citywide event one time, way back when I was youth pastor, and, 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 and the, the poor guy, I did it for another youth pastor friend, the poor guy, nobody showed up. Nobody showed up. And, and it was just so, we just did our thing. We just did our thing. And even when it was time to give us our honorarium, okay, and he had the envelope in his hand, and he moved it, and I heard the quarters <laughs> that were rattling. <laughs> and, and I thought, okay, this is not going to be a big payday for us. But that's not why we do it. In fact, I took the band out for mot sticks uh, with that. What am I saying? We can never lose our servant edge in being effective in the kingdom of God. We can never get so big and so good and so powerful and so stinking important that we can't be willing to do something that nobody else will do. You know, I'm reminded in the book of Philippians of Jesus where Paul gives this powerful, powerful discourse on, on, on Jesus. And, and here's what he says in Philippians 2, starting in verse 5. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. In other words, Jesus didn't walk around saying, Do you know who I am? Continue. He did say, I am. Verse 7, rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a what? A servant. Not a king, not a governor, not an emperor. A servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death. Even death on a cross. Verse 17, Jesus says, you will be blessed if you do these things. Now, here's what's interesting, okay? That word blessed, the last line on the screen, I looked it up, and it's actually synonymous with glad, happy, Joyful. See, some of you thought, ooh, I'm going to get stuff. That's what blessed means. No, no. Jesus is saying this. You want true fulfillment? You want true happiness? Whether you get stuff or not, no matter how large the amount is in your bank account, serve. Serve other people. Read this carefully. The deepest joys in life are not when people are hailing you in your status, but when they are helped by your service. No one clapped for me. So what? Well, I didn't get my name in the paper. So what? probably under a birdcage somewhere now. I didn't get a trophy or a plaque. Trust me, those get dusty and they take up a lot of space. 
But I have found, and for me, this, this, see, this is so, this is so where I'm at. My greatest joy in life, it truly comes when I serve someone else. I love that. And not expect something in return. Not expecting recognition. I don't even care if I get a thank you. I just love serving people. Are you content like Jesus was content who had the highest standing of anybody to be a servant? To humble yourself and not become a star but become a servant. I'm going to give you one more statement. And this takes us to the conversation that Jesus had with Peter. And that's this statement here. I am cleansed. If we're a follower of Jesus Christ, then we need to say with an assuredness that I am called, I am content, and I am cleansed. Now, we know from the scripture that if anybody was going to give an opinion on this moment, it was probably going to be Peter. Because Peter's, he's the talker. He's the reactor. He's the one that kind of jumps the gun. He's the one that says, hey, boom. And he kind of goes there with Jesus here. Look at, starting in verse 6. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Basically, my whole body, Lord. And Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. Now, let's, let's pause here, because maybe not everybody here understands the whole foot washing thing. What is going on with that? Understand, okay, people in Bible times, uh, they didn't have Nikes. Okay, no sneaker heads uh, during Bible times. Okay, so what did they have? They basically like sandals. Okay, did they have nice paved roads? No, a lot of dirt roads, a lot of dirt, a lot of dust. So it was customary, this was a Jewish custom. That when somebody would go into the house, the servant would wash the feet of the guests. It was a service that was provided for all of the guests that came into the house. And that's why foot washing had to take place. Because basically, you might have had a lot of clean people from the knees up 
but their feet were funky. Okay? Message Bible. So, so, here's Jesus doing this real not pleasant task. The Son of God doing this. And when he comes to Peter, you could see, really, why Peter is having the reaction that he's having. Okay? Remember the encounters that Peter's had with Jesus. He has seen Jesus transfigured. Okay? He and the other disciples heard the voice of God saying, This is my son in whom I'm well pleased when he was on that transfiguration mountain. He has had these moments where Jesus has revealed himself. He has seen the miracles. He has witnessed the healings. He has heard the teachings. He has seen the lives changed. And here is this incredible man whom Peter has even confessed, you are the Lord. And Jesus said on this rock, I'll build my church. And now this man wants to wash my feet. No, 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 no. Not you. No way. And Jesus said, if you don't let me do this, then you can't have any part of me. What is he saying? What is he saying here? He said, you need to be completely cleansed by me. And if you don't let me cleanse you, You can't have any part of me. In other words, when a person believes in Jesus, he is completely cleansed. He is clean before God. Let me say it again. When a person believes in Jesus, he is completely cleansed. He is clean before God. How many of you are thankful today? That Jesus does that. But then Jesus says, look, Peter, the the one who took a bath, okay, he doesn't need to wash except for his feet to be completely clean. That may not make sense to us in the 21st century, but that made total sense. Because Peter could have had a bath that day, then got his feet really dirty on the way to this occasion and said, well, see, part of you is still dirty. Hmm. How many of you know that when Jesus forgives you and when he cleanses you, he does a redeeming, cleansing work there? But how many of you know, don't miss this, as we walk through life with Jesus, sometimes we get a little dirty. Sometimes, we, yes, we can remember when we gave our life to Jesus Christ. But then what happens? We give in to temptation. We sin. We disobey God. We disobey his commands. We don't do what God has called us to do. So what happens? We may have asked Jesus to forgive us of our sins 12 years ago at such and such a place at such and such a time. But since then, as we have walked and journeyed through life, we've gotten a little dirty. We've made some mistakes. We've 
disobeyed the Lord. We have violated his word. We have not followed his commands. And then the words of 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9 come alive. If we claim to be without sin, this is written, by the way, to a bunch of followers of Jesus like us. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to purify us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you confess your sins. It is the same image of Peter who had taken a bath, but his feet got dirty and Jesus had to wash those feet. If you have asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins, maybe this week you have been less than faithful to God. If you come to Jesus today, you can say, Lord, I confess my sins. He will wash away your sins. He is faithful and he is just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. See, here's the deal. We need to take our daily shortcomings or we need to hate our daily shortcomings and come to Christ for a daily cleansing. And this is where we might fall short. Because some of us, we got some dirty feet. We've walked through life. And we've sinned. We, we, we've given in where we are weak. Temptation is one. And what we need, what we don't need, is to say, hey, Jesus, remember that every head bowed, every eye prayer that I prayed 30 years ago? We good? And I believe that Jesus saves us. But I think our prayer needs to be, oh, Lord, ever since that day, in fact, ever since last Sunday, ever since last night, I've got some dirty feet. I've, I've, I've got some stuff that needs to be cleansed. And there is no better person for me to take the stain and the dirt and the mess of my sin to than Jesus. So Jesus, don't just stop with my feet. Wash my hands and my head too. Lord, don't just stop with my words. Touch my attitude as well. Lord, don't just stop with how I reacted to somebody. Lord, touch those things that nobody else sees except for me and you. Lord, Lord, don't just stop. Hmm. Don't just stop with what's visible, Lord. Mm. Not all you caught that. Don't just stop with what everybody else sees. Cleanse the stuff that no one else sees. Do a complete cleansing in me. And that was his message to Peter. Peter, if I don't cleanse you, not just one time after a service where you got really convicted, but, but if I don't cleanse you every day, then there's going to be a problem with you. you. You will not be healthy. It will be a contaminated relationship with me. 
his message to us would be, let me cleanse those things that maybe you're afraid to show me. Guess what? I already know about it. So let me cleanse it. And let's start over. Every disciple and follower of Jesus, you have three statements that apply to you. And maybe some are easier to embrace than others. Or maybe you read all three of those and you're thinking, wow, I missed all three of them. Today is a day to have a conversation with the one who's holding the towel. To say, will you accept this calling that I have for you? I've placed you where you are for a reason. Quit acting like you're a victim. You're not. You're my ambassador. You have a calling. He's holding the towel and he would say, stop feeling like you have to have the recognition of men. Stop thinking that anything is above you. The greatest needs to lower themselves to be a servant, Jesus would say, just like I did. And to the one who may have some sin in their lives, Jesus would say, let me clean that. Because nobody can remove the dirt and the stain and the stench and the filth of sin like I can. Jonathan, will you help me? Jesus took up the towel, and what a powerful message he sent to his followers. He even had a private conversation with Peter. What I wonder today is, will you allow Jesus to have a private conversation with you? This morning. Can we pray? God, I pray that right now your spirit would move in our lives and that you would touch us. And uh, Lord, may your word, God, these are not Phil Anderson's words. God, we're looking at your word. I pray now that your word would change us and make us different. Oh God, help us to respond now. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I just want to know, whom can I pray for today that will say, you know what, Pastor, I, I've not really embraced that calling that you're talking about. I, I just kind of, I thought my job was put in my 40 hours and get a paycheck. I never saw it the way that Jesus sees it. I never saw my school that way. I never saw my, my living situation that way. I, I, I had no idea. Or maybe you did, but you just haven't embraced that calling. Today, maybe that first statement rings true for you, and you need to say, I I need to commit to the calling that Jesus has placed on my life. If that is you, can I pray with you as well, just with an upraised hand? I want to say, Lord, help me to be your ambassador where I am at. If that is you, could you slip your hand up and put it right back down? I want to pray that God would make us incredible ambassadors for him. Thank you. Yes. Hands going up. Yes. Yes. Maybe God is speaking to you to be content with being a servant, that it is okay 
to serve other people when no one else is looking. It is okay to do things for the kingdom and not receive any attention or recognition for it. It's okay to feel like something is not beneath you. In fact, you go beneath others to lift them up. And maybe God is speaking you today to say, oh, I want to be a servant. I just want to be a servant. I want God just to change my life and make me more of a servant. How many of you, I could pray for you that way as well. Slip your hands up as well, like those that accepted that calling to be ambassadors. Yes, 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 hallelujah. And my final question is this, is there anybody here today, you need Jesus to cleanse you. You need Jesus to forgive you of, of your sin. Yeah, you may have had an experience with him in the past, but, but the feet have gotten dirty. <laughs> the life has gotten stained with some sin. And you need Jesus to forgive you and make you clean. And if that's you, I want to pray for you as well. Real quick, slip your hand up. You'll say, Pastor, I need forgiveness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray, church, and I want to invite you to have that conversation with Jesus and let him speak into your heart and into your life today. Would you do that? Find a place to pray, maybe at this front altar, maybe at your seat. And when you're finished with the Lord, you can consider yourself dismissed. But let's have some conversations with the one who has the towel in his hand today. Jesus, I ask you now that your Holy Spirit would speak to us. God, we embrace the calling that we have as your representatives and as your ambassadors. God, we will be content with being a servant to serve other people is ultimately serving you, Lord Jesus. God, if we've been called to something high, Lord, we'll go low. We will go low. And Lord, I pray, we pray this prayer, Lord, forgive us of any sin. Come into our lives again, Lord. Make us clean. Wash that sin away from us, Lord God. And help us to not give in to temptation. Help us not to make bad decisions. But Lord, Touch us today that we would serve you with all of our hearts. So cleanse us. We confess our sins to you, and we know that you will remove them from us. Now, Lord, anoint every conversation that may take place in this room here in these next few moments. And we'll thank you in your name. Amen. If you need to pray, feel free to do so right now. If God's released you, you can.